This is a challenging case of a giant posterior biventricular epidermoid tumor. This is a 32-year-old male who presented with intractable headaches and progressive memory difficulty. MRI evaluation, as you can see, demonstrates this very large epidermoid mass within the posterior biventricular area. Further images demonstrate the extent of the tumor all the way to the area of the pineal region. The most challenging part of the tumor is the lateral extent of the tumor that are within the operative blind spot of the surgeon if the tumor is approached via a posterior callosotomy. In this case, I did use a posterior callosotomy or transplenium approach for removal of the tumor coming from the right side. A lumbar drain was used for brain decompression. Patient was placed in the lateral position. A linear incision was used over the posterior parietal area, crossing the midline, and a right-sided parasagittal craniotomy was elevated with unroofing of the superior sagittal sinus. Here's the superior sagittal sinus, very small craniotomy, interhemispheric approach. You can see the gravity retraction provides ample amount of space without the use of fixed retractor blades. The parasagittal veins were released so that the lobe can be mobilized. Here is the exposure of the splenium already affected by the tumor. The thin layer of overlying splenium was transected, so the bulk of the tumor along the midline is exposed. The callosotomy was extended slightly posteriorly so that ample amount of operative viewing is available for tumor removal. As expected, the tumor is quite suckable. Tumor debulking continues. Pituitary rongeurs are used to further debulk the tumor. You can see removing the lateral part of the tumor is quite challenging. Dynamic retraction is used. 
The walls of the ventricle are carefully protected. However, there is plenty more tumor more laterally that has to be extracted. Part of the tumor can actually hide underneath the ependema. Those pieces that are readily available can be safely removed. Tumor fragments that are very adherent to the neurovascular structures are left behind to avoid the risk of neurologic morbidity. Again, the operative blind spot is the very lateral pole of the tumor. Further resection can be supported via additional visualization through the endoscopic assistance. For now, I removed most of the tumor that was available along the midline and on the right side. Next, I complete the transfalcine approach. A T-shaped incision is completed within the falcs. The leaflets of the falcs are mobilized. It's important to be very careful and not injure the straight sinus. Here's a view of the transfalcine approach. The opening within the falcs allows mobilization of the contralateral hemisphere and removal of the tumor hiding underneath the splenium. Again, that's a very prominent operative blind spot. The portion of the tumor along the superior pole of the tumor just underneath the splenium. Walls of the ventricle are apparent. Ample amount of irrigation is used to further dislodge the pearls of the tumor. Here's the foramen of Monroe, more anteriorly, choroid plexus. I continue to inspect the surrounding neurovascular structures to see if removal of the small pieces of the tumor are safely permissible. Again, looking around the edges of the resection cavity, with this large-sized tumor, it's unavoidable that some of the tumor fragments will be embedded within the ventricular wall and not necessarily safe to remove. It's important to leave some cotinoids along the edges of the ventricle to avoid movement of the tumor pearls into remote aspects of the ventricular system and avoid aseptic meningitis or ventriculitis. Here's the use of the endoscope 
to look more posteriorly. Here are some of the tumor fragments that are being removed. These were not at all visible via the transcolossal approach. By manual dissection can be completed with the assistant holding the endoscope. I attempt to remove as much of the tumor capsule as safely possible to decrease the future risk of tumor return in this very young patient. You can see how adherent part of the capsule of this tumor is to the surrounding ventricles, really complicating any attempt at gross total resection of this mass. Sharp dissection may be used to cut away some of the tumor capsule when possible. Again, here is cord plexus within the atrium. Mobilizing another sizable fragment of the epidermoid cyst. Ring curettes may be used to gently dislodge and mobilize some of the tumor fragments. And the goal of the operation cannot be gross total removal because of the large size of the mass, which indicates significant adherence of part of the tumor fragments to the ventricular wall. Here's part of the tumor that's very embedded on the left lateral pole of the tumor. These tumor fragments are quite embedded within the ventricular wall. Angled suction is used to further maximize removal of these pearls. Some of these fragments can be mobilized readily. Some of them are quite embedded within the ventricular wall.
Here's one of the final views of the operative cavity via the endoscope. And the three months MRI revealed more than 95% radical subtotal removal of the tumor without any complicating features. Here are the diffusion sequences that are very sensitive in detection of the epidermal cyst. You can see small tumor fragments that were left behind underneath the ependema to avoid any risk of neurological morbidity. And this patient made an excellent recovery. Thank you.